Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as a scam that it is. I'm Kevin Prendeville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our children, we are losing an entire generation. And today, as always, we'll be diving headfirst into controversial subjects undaunted by political correctness. Now, as I've said before, I love my country. I love its people, and I love the fact that our forefathers were foreigners and forgers of a new type of nation. We are able to live as we please, truly. But for some reason, the left hates this fact, and we'll explore this and why it's part of the crime of the century. So, you know people who are just cynical? Um, I don't want to say the, the exact words in my head, but they're just... Everything to them is, no matter what I do, eventually I'm going to die in a thousand years, nobody will care, and, you know, so what's the point of doing anything? Um, that seems to be our modern discourse. We're so obsessed with, all right, I, I see this pretty woman, and uh, we're going to be together for about two months, I'm going to have fun, and I'm going to leave. Or, um, you know, I'm going to try this new, I'm going to be a health coach. I'm going to be a business coach and everybody's going to bend over backwards and give me all their money and it'll be fun and I'll have a Lamborghini in two months. Um, and then when it, when it doesn't happen, when that, that little fleeting joy, that, that nothing that sustains us disappears, we're left with nothing but, but cynicism. Again, because there's no, as I've heard, there's no long play. There's nothing there to sustain us. All right, so how does this, how does this all relate? Um, well, really, a lot of that, and, and cynicism, the, the term, actually, it, it, it was a, um, it's a very old uh, philosophy, which, you know, derives its name exactly from the philosophy itself, which is we're all going to die, none of this matters, all this stuff. But it's taught at the universities at a point where when you're in, you know, 18 20 to 21, 18 to 22, the world's your, your oyster. And I would actually probably say in the modern age, probably 18 to 40. You know, you've got your whole life ahead of you. You got, uh, you can do and learn, you know, whatever you want to do. You can find that passion. You can achieve that thing, whatever that thing is. Um, and you got to find it first. But what we're taught by these universities, by these academics, who essentially quit, and, and I mentioned this in the book, that really an academic, someone with a doctorate, really never questioned themselves or their professor, especially in this modern echo, political echo chamber in the universities. But essentially, think about it, the, the life of a professor, they grow up, maybe they go to a public school, so they go to public school from you know grade one all the way up to grade 12 in high school, then they go and they go to college, then grad school, then all the way up to getting a doctorate. They never leave that system. They never interact with the real world. They only know academics. Academics are their friends. Philosophy is that guiding lamp in life. Well, if you're not learning from people who are honest in their intentions and we can see statistics tell us the overwhelming majority of, of professors and philosophers today are neo-Marxist, communists, that's what they are, retread hippies, that's, that's another word for it. And so they learn that this life is the only life you got, there's no God, there's no religion, none of that, all that's thrown out the window because that's oppressive, quote unquote, and 
what you learn is that you have to you have to there's only so much joy in the world you have to get it all like you know and that's why you see people going after money that's why you see people wanting to tax the rich because they don't have as much as somebody who's worked for 30 years you know that's why you see all of these this upswell of just awfulness because we all want that that fleeting joy because you know we're gonna die and nothing matters um, there's a real simple solution to this. Uh, have you ever heard of someone, uh, we'll just pull this guy out, Julius Caesar, or I was actually having this conversation before we started shooting, Baron Montesquieu, Rousseau, Voltaire, uh, I don't know why I'm talking about just the Frenchies, but uh, you know, we start off with, with um, Caesar. What about his son, Augustus? Because that was 2,000 years ago. We still know who those people are today. Shakespeare has been dead for 500 years. People know who he is. You can live forever, truly. You really can live forever if what you do in this life is so great that it impacts multiple generations. So this cynicism crap that we're all taught that there's only so much joy in the world, we have to get it all before we die, is really polluting our youth who should be thinking about, okay, how am I going to help my fellow man? How am I going to help my countrymen? How am I going to advance the civilization and, and, and leave it better than when I got here? But that's been replaced with get your screw everybody else because these professors, a lot of them, now not everyone, I, I did go a lot of the historical information that I've been able to uh, really dissect and learn came from a professor so I'm not being hypocritical here because this man that I learned from had a hard life there's one point in his life where he was picking up trash on the side of the road and in, in, in Florida and the beating Sun uh, you know he traveled he had kids and was trying to get a doctrine and was traveling four miles in the snow he's got done everything from preaching to to being at the lowest caste of society he's done everything no Marxism there because he, he was able to, for himself, discover that he could pull himself out of any situation that life was able to throw at him. And he's a, a, a religious man, a rational, and, uh, but, but, but a religious man, very, very learned. That's the kind of people that we should be learning from. And, and, and the fact that we learn how evil capitalism is, quote unquote, because, and how much better Marxism was and ignore the 26 million dead and ignore the stagnation of the Russian continent for all eternity. Ignore the, the, the fact that, that China is lagging far behind the technological advances than the rest of the Western world. Ignore all that stuff because it sounds nice to take from somebody who's been working for 30 years. Well, of course they're going to believe that if, if they're learning from people who haven't experienced life, who haven't been buffeted by, 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 by the ocean of experience. And what it leaves the youth with is a resentment of America because America is all these things. I'm not talking about the cynicism. I'm talking about America is that the reason it's so attractive to uh, immigrant populaces and we had Ellis Island is because you really can come here start a business uh, or join a, a, a job, a factory work, and truly pull yourself out of, maybe not you, but your family, pull yourself up from where you were. Pull yourself up 
in the case of Europe, out of the peasantry, or you know, if you're talking about an Indian immigrant, pull yourself up out of the caste system. That's what makes it great. It's because of the way our government is designed and the way our economic system works. And that's been replaced with a bunch of BS, you know, tie-dyed hippies who would rather play hacky sack than actually pick up a book. And, and, and these people haven't progressed past 1968. And then they look and teach us history through this lens that everything is a power struggle, that all hierarchies are bad. And I've talked about this in a couple podcasts ago. It's a complex subject. I'll probably do a civil discourse on it instead. But we learn that all hierarchies are based on power. All the life is a big power play, and that's why you got to screw people to get in, in, in front of you. All of that devolves into tyranny. Uh, always. That's why the Soviet Union fell apart. That's why China will fall, fall apart if they don't change their, their, their economic and government models. That's why America is going to fall apart if we accept what we're being taught. Now, we do have freedom fighters and people who are pushing back. And Generation Z, from what I've heard, and this could be propaganda is wildly more conservative than the millennials but having grown up with that millennial generation impacted as much as it was by the events of 2008 I fear when another economic collapse happens because of what we're taught and that's why we're losing an entire generation and that's why this is part of the crime of the century